Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Special edition of PFTPM occasioned by the fact that Denver Broncos did what many thought they weren't going to do. Fire head coach Nathaniel Hackett with games left in the 2022 season. But it's nothing like complete and total embarrassment on Christmas Day against a team owned by family members. That's the thing. One thing to get embarrassed, another thing to get embarrassed by family members. Stan Kroenke took down the Walton side of the family in an ugly and abysmal fashion that included fighting on the sidelines and everything else. So Nathaniel Hackett's out. Miles Simmons is in with a great, awesome, not L.A. background. He's back in Cleveland, maybe even on Cleveland Street for this Christmas day after edition. Miles, how are you? Thanks for taking some time to do this. I am doing well, Mike. Yeah, it, it is definitely not the usual background here. We got a lot of Santas. My mom likes to collect them. So here we are, and that's what we're going to look at. It's probably better than, you know, what is usually behind me, I guess. No, it looks great. It's awesome. It's yeah. perfect. It's fitting for the season. So Merry <laughs> Christmas, Nathaniel Hackett got shit canned. Right. That's basically the theme of today's show. Uh, but but that's that's the reality. And I go through this every year. These are human beings with families, and yes. they have staff members, and they have families. And it is a difficult time of year for this kind of thing to happen. But it also is an inherent part of what you sign up for right. we hear that about players joe burrow said it this year about concussions we signed up for it coaches yeah. definitely signed up for uncertainty turmoil and inevitable unemployment that's just the way it goes miles yeah but i mean if you're nathaniel hackett and you take that job last january right you might think oh maybe i'm gonna get aaron Rodgers." And he's going to help propel me to be the head coach of the Broncos for the next five, six, seven, perhaps 10 years, right? I mean, not necessarily with Aaron Rodgers for that period of time, but if you win with Aaron Rodgers, then who knows what can happen? Well, the Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers. Instead, they get Russell Wilson. And yeah, I think that all the vibes were still really, really good when they got him, but it's been a hell on wheels partnership since week one. I mean, we've seen how bad this thing has gone, and it felt inevitable, honestly, from that early period in the season that we would be talking about Nathaniel Hackett getting fired. Now, not necessarily, you know, a couple of days after Christmas or a day after Christmas, I guess it is, but at the end of the season on Black Monday, I mean, Mike, I thought that we were going to be doing this you know, talking about Nathaniel Hackett getting fired. There was just a sense of inevitability for months now. It was a given that he was going to be out. The question was, would they do it before the season? And he's only the fourth coach since the merger to not finish his first year on the job. And it's two straight years now that it's happened. Urban Meyer last year, Nathaniel Hackett this year, two very different circumstances. And one of the reasons it didn't happen sooner, they were competitive. They hadn't quit. The games were close. It just felt like they were scratching the surface before busting through. But at the same time, Miles, it never really felt like Nathaniel Hackett fit 
that job. And this is true of every NFL head coach. When you've been a coordinator and an assistant, you work your way up and eventually there's a chance you're going to land in a job that you just can't perform. It's the Peter principle in the NFL. And that started as satire in the 60s. And it's right on the money. We all rise to the level of our own incompetence because you keep getting promoted until you land in a job that you're not good enough in to get promoted out of. That's what happens for NFL head coaches. Fundamentally different job, different skill set. There's a lot of stuff you have to do on game day to kind of keep calm. You got to make decisions quickly and efficiently. That was the problem we saw from the beginning, from week one. Yep. From week one. I knew this wasn't sustainable. And then after week two, they hire a coach to help coach the coach. That didn't look good for anybody. And then it didn't get better. They had the win week three, somehow beat the 49ers. That was the one moment where it felt like maybe this would work. And then the rest of it has just been a nightmare. And now that we are so close to the end, there's no reason to delay it if you know you're going to make the change afterward because you can at least get a head start on interviewing your own in-house candidates and anyone out there who's not currently employed by an NFL team, you can start your process and you're not working behind the back of the head coach. So it makes sense for everyone. Nathaniel Hackett's out. And like you said, I don't know. Did they think they were getting Aaron Rodgers when he went there? There are people who believe that that's why they hired Hackett and it didn't work out and they went for Russell Wilson. And that's the guy. And we'll be talking about this over the course of however long we do this segment today. That's the guy that is going to loom over this entire franchise now and in the future well it's it's funny mike because it's not just gonna be you know for 2023 it's 2024 2025 i mean he is the big shadow or the big storm cloud if you want to call it that that's just going to continually hang over the franchise and it's really really cost prohibitive to get rid of him it's basically not going to happen so that's part of what makes this job to me, Mike, one of the least attractive NFL head coaching jobs that we've seen in years. Okay. And I realize that there are only 32 of these jobs. And so you want one, you know, but anybody with choices out there, anybody who has options, there is no way in hell you want this job because you've seen just how bad it's gotten with Russell Wilson and you, it, it, I, I'm, it's not impossible to win with him, I don't think, because I don't want to say that. But, I mean, I, I find it very hard to believe that any coach is just going to be able to come in there and, boom, Russell Wilson's going to get fixed. It, that's, I don't think that's the way this is going to go. I'm not a big fan of hiring outside consultants, per se, because you hire their biases and their agendas and their friends and relatives and not their enemies if you're going to have them help you actually decide who to hire. This is a case, though, Miles, where I would get behind the idea – of hiring a consultant to come in and just help diagnose the problem. The statement issued by CEO Greg Penner said that he has confidence in GM George Payton, and Payton's going to be part of the process of searching for a new coach. But they also promise a careful evaluation of full football operations. And I would get a consultant to help me understand what went wrong with Russell Wilson. What's the issue here? Is it something about him? My theory has been he lost just enough of his mobility to lose all of his confidence in his game. He doesn't want to run. He doesn't want to get outside of the pocket. He's throwing from in the pocket. And he can't see down the field. It's just been a mess. Is it fixable? Is it something intrinsic to him that isn't fixable? Or is it something relevant to Nathaniel Hackett and the coaching staff that could be fixed? That's what I want to know first and foremost, because you know what? 
I'd be inclined to bring in Daryl Bevel to be the head coach of the team if I hmm. believe there's a way to turn the clock back, back hmm. on Russell Wilson because Bevel was the offensive coordinator of the Seahawks 2011 through 2017. And I know that that laid the foundation for let Russ cook and all of that. And Bevel was eventually the fall guy in Seattle when things didn't go well. That 2017 right. season resulted in a lot of people being cleared out. But, man, if I think there's a way to save Russ, I'm thinking about Daryl Bevel because Bevel, if this isn't something that is a product of age, if this is something that's just always been there and the Seahawks did a great job of covering it up, then bring in Daryl Bevel and let him cover it up again and get the most out of this guy like he apparently did during the best years of his career. But I need to know. I need to know. Is it Wilson or is it the coaching before I even begin to make that decision? That's an interesting thought there with Daryl Bevel. I mean, he's available. He's he's with Miami. I mean, Tua Tungavailoa was talking about him yesterday. So that's something that I think that they actually should definitely examine. But but one of the things, Mike, that, that really stood out to me about that statement with George Payton that the Penners released, why do you have confidence in the guy who put all this together? That's the one question that I just hope gets answered in some way. I believe they're having the press conference um, on Tuesday morning. Why do you have confidence in this guy? Be because he's the one who said, okay, yeah, let's go out there and let's hire Nathaniel Hackett. He's the one that put the deal together to go get Russell Wilson. And those two things are what has put this franchise way behind at this point right and, and those especially the wilson contract now that presumably he recommended to the walton penner group after they just bought the denver broncos in august so why are we feeling this confident in him i i, I mean it's just a question i'm not necessarily saying that they shouldn't i would have a hard time with it just from afar but again i'm not in the building every day so i don't know but i just i think that they have to answer that question because to me, this, that's the one part of this that just does not make much sense, Mike. It doesn't make sense to you? No, it doesn't. And I agree with you. Either George Payton is a spectacular general manager who has otherwise done everything absolutely right and just happened to make three tremendous mistakes and highly visible mistakes, or those three mistakes are a sign that he shouldn't be the GM of the team. And it's hard to say because you get to know these folks, you interview them. George Payton's a guy who's been around the league for a long time. He's very respected. He had opportunities in Minnesota multiple times to go become a GM elsewhere and would always right. find a way to gracefully bow out. He was waiting and waiting and waiting for the right spot. And there was an element of risk to taking that Broncos job, knowing that it was just a matter of time before they have actual ownership and not a three-person trust that essentially meant John Elway was in charge of the football operation until he got nudged out and Peyton who took that GM job a couple of years ago was firmly in charge. But now with new ownership, I don't know why you would give Peyton a pass for hiring Hackett. Now look, could have had Kevin O'Connell, could have had Mike McDaniel, could have had Brian Dayball. But again, you don't know what these guys are going to be until they become head coaches. You can't predict whether or not a guy is going to sink or swim until he's in that job. So I'm willing to give him a pass there. But the thing that really would concern me if I was George Payton is the Russell Wilson contract. I could even get past trading for him because we got conned by the Seahawks. We got scammed by the Seahawks, right? Yeah. But you had him in your building. You had him at practice. You had him for the full offseason program. He had never played in a game. But surely, Miles, there was something to tell you. Maybe we should wait. What, he wasn't clamoring for a contract. He didn't 
He didn't seem to be ready to get his deal now. He always got his deal on the one year before his current deal expired. They could have gotten through this year if they wanted to. That's the one that I would have tough questions for George Payton. Why did you do it? What made you decide to do it? And I was talking to somebody about this weeks ago when it became obvious Hackett was out. I said, hey, Payton's got to be concerned at some point as well. And the person I was talking to said, well, well, why? Why? Well, well, he gave Russell that contract. And the response was, well, ownership approved it. Well, what do you think they approved it based on? <laughs> Flipping a coin? Right. They went with the recommendation of the guy who's in that job to tell them what he thinks they should do. And I doubt, I doubt they paid Russell Wilson all that money over the, the objection of George Payton. That would be, that would be a way for him to save his job. If he's saying, I told you so in their headquarters, because he was like, yeah, we shouldn't pay this guy now. And they got all caught up in it and decided to do it. I doubt that's the case. So we'd have heard it by now. Someone would have leaked it by now because that becomes a feather in the cap of George Payton moving forward. So, Hey, they're going to do a careful evaluation. If they do, that tells me there's still a chance they're going to wake up one day and say, we needed you a new GM. And that changes everything too, because you're either looking for a coach who's going to work with George Payton, or you're looking for a new GM and a new coach who are going to work together. That dramatically alters your overall approach to filling that job. Yeah, it, it does. But I think it's interesting because if you're going to go with Russell Wilson and you kind of have to, then it almost does make sense to keep George Payton there because if you bring in somebody else, then basically they know that they're hamstrung by everything that Russell Wilson is for that franchise right now. I mean, he, he is a 10 ton anvil basically bringing the weight down of that franchise. So I guess in some ways it does make sense to say, all right, well, George Payton, you still believe in Russell Wilson. Let's give you another crack at picking a right coach for him. Because at that point, you know, when he did pick the coach, in Nathaniel Hackett, he didn't know that Russell Wilson was going to be his quarterback. So I think there is some reason, as I kind of argue against myself, I guess, to then say, well, let's see if we can handpick a coach for Russell Wilson that's going to be able to get the most out of him. And then if that doesn't work, then, yeah, we're going to clear house and then we're going to go back to square one and we're going to do this our way as the new ownership group. But I just... It's not a good situation, Mike. I mean, if you're a head coach with choices, why would you want to go there? I mean, there are defensive pieces, yes. There are some talented offensive guys, Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton. But, I mean, overall, that's a tough division to win in, first of all. You've got Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, they've got seven straight def AFC West titles there with the Chiefs. You've got Justin Herbert, who's emerging. You know, they can clinch a playoff spot if they beat the Colts that's a tough division and you've got this quarterback who can't play anymore. Presumably. I mean, I just, this is, this is going to be tough for the Broncos to figure out. Man. Caesar's sports book is the only sports book app with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose. Every bet brings you closer to the types of perks. Only Caesar's can offer like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesar's Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And this leads to one of the first questions I see here, and it's an obvious question. At Brandon Feely 97, should the Broncos hire someone who they feel is best suited for Russell Wilson? And absolutely, you've got to do that. And that may be what saves Peyton. It's very possible that they already have a plan for what they're going to do. And Peyton was in Minnesota with Bevel. Bevel was the offensive coordinator during the Favre years. He went to Seattle 2011 after they cleaned out the Vikings coaching staff with Brad Childress. And we, we always assume that if there's a past relationship between a couple of different individuals that they're going to just want to work together again, there's a chance they hate each other. Right. But there's already familiarity there. And if you're Peyton and you're going to convince them of your worldview and surely, surely Peyton's version isn't, you know, this guy just has lost it and we missed it. It's got to be, we can get him back to where he was with the right coaching. And we never had the right coaching. I remember Sean Payton earlier this year, he was on with Colin Coward explaining what he would do. And it's a very simple process. Watch the film of the Seahawks games with Russell Wilson. Figure out what works, specifically in the red zone. And also he used to roll out for those 60-yard bombs. Do the things that he did well. Right. And... And if you're really looking to do that, then you bring in Daryl Bevel. I mean, Daryl Bevel's a no-brainer to me. If the goal is we are going to go all in to try to get the most out of Russell Wilson. And you know what? Then if you do that, you know the answer to your question. It's, it's not the coaching because he's with the coach who was his coordinator for the best years of his career. So he's just lost it now. And, and that's the other side of it, too. Would Bevel even want it? Is he so anxious to be a head coach that he would sign up for a guy if he truly believes Russ doesn't move like he used to? I'm not going to be able to fix this, and I'm going to be there for a year or two uh, until they're able to pull the Band-Aid off of this Russell Wilson deal. So I think bottom line is because of that contract, especially if Peyton is staying, they've got to find someone who can work with Russell Wilson, who they are confident We'll get the most out of Wilson. And it also covers them because if they get somebody who's worked with him, then it's obvious it's Wilson and not anyone else that he's just lost his fastball, Steve Blast style. And at 34, he just can't play anymore. And that's possibly the explanation, but it's impossible to figure it out based on one year with a guy who was over his skis from the get-go. Right. It, it was it was bad because Russell Wilson's been playing poorly, but also you had somebody who was clearly not the right person to be a head coach. So I guess if you go with somebody like a Daryl Bevel, who's been an interim coach before, right. Who understands how things kind of have to work from that head coach on down perspective, then also has somebody who he knows in Russell Wilson, then that can make sense. But I, I don't know. I, I think about, the last couple of years that we've seen Russell Wilson in Seattle, 
I mean, the back half of the 2020 season where everybody had been saying, oh, let Russ cook. And how is it possible that Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote and all these kinds of things? And they didn't really play well down the stretch in Seattle. And then they lost the first round playoff game to the Los Angeles Rams. Right. And then last year, yeah, I know he had the injury um, with the finger and thumb, whatever it was, but it, it was the same sort of deal. He didn't come back and play well. You know, we saw Geno Smith play decently well in those spurts where he had to come in and play for Russell Wilson. And then now we're seeing what Geno Smith is doing versus what we've seen from Russell Wilson. So it's, it's something to me that this year has been coming, right? It's not just immediate. There's been a decline with Russell Wilson. And I don't know how you're really going to be able to pull him up out of that. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's been on a pretty steady decline as well. And some things definitely got way, way more exposed this year with the Colts, but it's not like, you know, with Russ, you're, you're seeing a dramatic drop that just all of a sudden happened. There, there've been signs that things were going downhill. That's part of why Seattle was willing to get rid of them. And what's so weird about it, Miles, is that Russell Wilson apparently was oblivious to it because he was the one pushing this whole let Russ cook idea. I remember being told early in 2020, hey, they got to let him cook or they got to find somebody else to come into their kitchen because he's going to go to another team. And he wanted this Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen type of a role where everything revolves around him. It's not great defense and great running game and a supplemental type role from the quarterback. It's the quarterback out there running around making things happen. And, and I remember when Sims did his quarterback rankings, I think in 2021, he had Russell Wilson at number three going into the year. And some of the film of him, it, it, it had Mahomes quality to it, but with Wilson, it happens without showmanship. So you don't really notice. It's like more mm -hmm. lightning strike. You know, he moves out of the pocket and gets rid of the ball and completes it through a keyhole. With Mahomes, there's more of that hair on fire quality. Are you not entertained? We are entertained. But with Wilson, it was it just seemed more automatic and seamless. But now it's just gone. And, and that's really the fundamental question. Is it gone and never coming back? Or is it gone because this coaching staff, which clearly was never good enough offensively to do anything, simply failed? And I remember in the offseason and in training camp, Hackett talking about how they're designing an offense just for Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. How much of that was really Hackett designing his system to fit Wilson and how much of it was, this is my system. And hey, this guy's great. He'll be able to fit my system. Because if that's the case, then there is still some hope. But we just don't know and we won't know until the next coach is there. Another quick question, Tom Marshall, a.k.a. at a red zone of UK could Sean Payton be tempted to go to Denver and fix Russell Wilson remember when Russ was willing to be traded early 21 four teams mm -hmm. Raiders Bears Cowboys Saints Payton was a coach of the Saints and I mentioned Payton earlier and, and this is the guy who I think could look at the film of the last five years look at every snap every play and come to an objective assessment does this guy still have it if he does, maybe. If he doesn't, no thanks. And again, they'd have to give up. They don't have the draft picks to give up to the Saints to get Sean Payton, first of all, right. because of what they invested in Wilson. And they'd have to pay Payton a ton of money. I don't know that Payton would want to do it. And that money, that's the difference. You, I agree with you. You're going to have a hard time attracting a coach who has options. But if you 
if you roll out a giant barrel of cash, (laughs) then Mrs. Head Coach is going to say, are you crazy to not take that job? Guaranteed contract for that kind of money. They may have to overpay to hire somebody who would have a chance to go somewhere else. Yeah. And that makes sense. And that's, I mean, that's the great thing. If you are the Walton Penner group, you know, they have made more money in the time that I started talking five seconds ago to pay out (laughs) buyouts and then pay out, you know, whatever they want into a new head coach, because that's the kind of money they make from Walmart. So that's not really an an object, right? I mean, they could do whatever they want from that standpoint. I mean, it is going to be, can you, give the saints the compensation that they want in terms of draft picks in order to make sure that that deal happens from their standpoint. And I, I don't know, Mike, do you, do you really feel like the saints would really stand in Sean Payton's way if Sean Payton wanted to take a job in the AFC, right? With the Broncos and, you know, they had to figure out something to give to the saints. If, if we're talking about the Panthers and Sean Payton wants to go there, I think that's a non-starter, at least from my perspective, if I'm the saints. But if it's the Broncos, the AFC, I mean, are yeah. they going to stand in his way? And and it's not like they have no picks whatsoever. But at right. a time when you've already tied one hand behind your back with the picks you gave up and the players you gave up to get Russell Wilson, even if it's only a second-round pick. And my understanding is it was going to be a first-round pick from the Dolphins for the whole Sean Payton-Tom Brady combo platter before Brian Flores filed his lawsuit and blew up the whole thing. And then here came the tampering accusations slash punishments and and it was real it was going to happen so i think it's easier to justify making that move to let him go to an afc team and maybe after a year you take a second round pick instead of a first round pick and the broncos could slap that together the broncos could work something out maybe they could trade russell wilson to the saints (laughs) in exchange for (laughs) sean payton that kind of defeats the purpose and again it's the cap the cap no one's taken on that contract and right. the cap consequences for trading russell wilson i i want to say they'd be crippling but you know the reality is you can still find a way around a, a, a massive cap hit you, you just deal with it and you move on and it's off your books within a couple of years depending upon whether you make your move before or after june one but that that is you know that is a possibility. There's ways to spend cash over cap. There's ways to make a cap work, even if you have to eat that contract. They've already paid the money. The question is, how much money do you want to pay this guy? And that's the analysis I really need to do with his contract. How much more good dollars are you going to throw after bad dollars in order to prevent a cap acceleration when you're going to have that cap hit anyway? Yeah. For the money you've already paid, and those dollars are going to count against your salary cap at some point. So how much more money are we going to pay this guy to spread out the cap charts? That's really the question. And there's a chance they just do the old pull off the Band-Aid in one motion and deal with it and say, see you later, Russ. Cut June 1, trade it after June 1. I don't know that they'll find a trade partner for him, but that's a possibility as well, especially if they're, you know, if they're having a hard time getting a coach that really wants to come in and work with Russell Wilson. But I think that's what would drive the wedge between the team and George Payton, because I can't imagine yeah. George Payton saying, let's go ahead and flush down the commode of everything I did last year. I'll admit that it was all completely wrong. It was the biggest blunder in the history of general managing NFL teams. Let's just move on and have no cap space for the next couple of years. I, I just don't think Payton is advocating that. He's going to try to fix Russell Wilson. And this gets back to something that Sean Payton says and others who get it. The good teams, the non-dysfunctional teams, Miles, admit their mistake and move on. The Mm -hmm. bad teams 
double down, triple down, keep doing what they can, chasing an outcome that makes it look like they didn't make a mistake. And again, that's why that's why I'd hire Peyton to be the consultant, frankly. I don't know if the Saints would would allow that or what it would take, but Sean Payton, you come in and look over everything and you tell us what went wrong with Russell Wilson. Whose fault is it and is he fixable? I'd want to have that conversation with Sean Payton if I could. Well, what about with Peyton Manning? I mean, that's another guy that's at least very, very well connected to the franchise. And maybe he doesn't want to necessarily come in and run the whole football operation. But I think that that's at least somebody that you talk to and you get his perspective on what went wrong here with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. And can this thing be salvaged in some way? And what kind of system do you think would work best for a Russell Wilson going forward? And you make a great point. And here's the reality, Miles. These folks are sufficiently strategic and smart. They've already done it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're reacting to this and saying, well, here's what they should do moving forward. Chances are they've already put those plans in motion. And the firing of Nathaniel Hackett is just the latest box to check on what they've been doing behind the scenes to get to where they are now. So the fact that Peyton's there and Hackett is out should be interpreted fairly as a conclusion by ownership of the Broncos that it's the coach, not the quarterback. The quarterback can be fixed. The next head coach will be someone who can fix the quarterback while George Payton continues to build a roster that is good enough to compete. And I hadn't thought of Daryl Bevel until we sat down in this chair and started having the conversation. But but how 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 is Daryl Bevel not the perfect candidate to try to turn the clock back, go back to the future, a movie that you're completely unfamiliar with still, on Russell Wilson. I think it makes the most sense. And if it doesn't happen, maybe it tells you that Daryl Bevel looked at it and said, sorry, I don't think I can fix this guy at this point. Or, or, or I've done my time from 2011 through 2017 with the smoke and mirrors to make Russell Wilson look better than he is. Maybe that's what he would say. We just don't know. No, we don't know. I mean, Brian Schottenheimer is another guy where, you know, you, you had, um, Russell Wilson under him as the offensive coordinator in Seattle. And so maybe that's another kind of, I don't want to necessarily say out of the box candidate, but nobody's talking about Brian Schottenheimer or really Daryl Bevel right now as potential head coaching candidates. But when you're talking about somebody who needs to fit the quarterback, that's more or less what you're trying to do, right? I mean, in theory, that was kind of the approach that they were trying to take last year with Nathaniel Hackett and potentially acquiring Aaron Rodgers if you're the Broncos. So why not just do it, but now do it with the quarterback that you already have and who is in your building and has this massive contract? You know, another point to make, and I'm sensitive to this because it becomes obsolete potentially while we're even talking about it, but I've yet to see, and I sent a text to the, the other PFT writers, I've yet to see who the interim head coach is going to yeah. be. And I'm having deja vu all over again, Miles, because I remember yeah. having this conversation with you in November, and we were speculating accurately, is Jim Ursay about to do something nutty here? And he did yes. in hiring Jeff Saturday. And the one thing we learned from that, now new ownership may be not inclined to make waves here, but it's only two games. I mean, if you bring back, like, what if they bring back Mike Shanahan for two games? Would Mike Shanahan come back for two games? At least uh -huh. you get the benefit of picking his brain on Russell Wilson if he comes back for That's two true. games. You know, but but then then what if they win those games and all of a sudden there's an uproar? Oh, bring Mike, Mike Shanahan to be the head coach. I'm just saying, we usually find out 
right out of the gates who's right. taken over. That's one of the things that is planned in advance as they unveil it to the rest of us. So that's just the mere fact that we don't immediately know is reason to wonder what are they up to with two games left, who gets an audition, or who comes in as a quasi-consultant for two games to help us figure out what to do if they don't already know. I still think, though, Miles, they already know what they're going to do. And it's just a matter of the rest of us finding out as it plays out. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, I remember when I was working for the Rams in 2016 and they were going to fire Jeff Fisher. What I was told before they made the announcement was, hey, this is what's happening. Fisher's going to be out. You know, we're going to hire John um, Fossil as the interim head coach. And then there actually was some back and forth on that because Fossil pushed back a little bit because he's like, man, this is the person who gave me the job. And now you're asking me to take over. And I don't know about all that. So it was just one of those things that, yes, it was absolutely planned in advance. And then as a part of the content team, we kind of got that heads up and then everything kind of got put into motion and then it became public. So I agree with you. Like there, there is definitely a plan in place, you know, for the Penners and the Walton, the Walton Penner group to say, all right, this is what we're going to do going forward. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to announce it to us, but it would have been helpful if they had. It, it is an amazing development. Um, and I, every time I've seen a shot of the ownership trio in the booth, yeah, Rob Walton, Greg Penner, and Kerry Walton Penner, every time I see the three of them, I think I'd love to know if they regret this. Because as a wise man once told me, the only thing better than being rich and famous is being rich. Now everybody knows who they are. Everybody's scrutinizing every move they make. Everybody is is wondering, do you know, why did you do what you did and what are you going to do now? This is their first big test. The easy part is firing Hackett. That's yes. the easy part. Yes. Because Hackett fired himself. He, he was never fit. I saw it from very early in the season. He never looked apart. He never felt like he was settling in. He's just one of these guys where he got to a level where he couldn't do it. And that's fine. There's no, there's no shame in that because sometimes there's only one way to find out. Everybody thinks they can do it, but then you have to go do it. It's like, mm, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. But maybe that's what ownership is saying, Miles. Maybe this is harder than we thought it was going to be. But they are very conscientious. They're very smart. They've been very successful running the Walmart conglomerate. And uh, they, they've made, in the half hour we've been doing this, they made enough to buy out Hackett, buy out Peyton, hire whoever they want and pay them whatever they want to get yep. them there. And, and also... Uh, not think twice about the money that Russell Wilson would walk away with, but for the salary cap. I mean, this is a lot, you know, but for the salary cap miles, Russell Wilson's already gone. Yes. Yeah. And so doesn't that tell you, I, I look at it this way. Cause I, I mean, it, it would be fun to be on the inside with problems like this. And sometimes the solution is very simple. What would you do if you had no salary cap? Well, we get hmm. rid of him. Okay. Then get rid of him and we'll figure out the salary cap implications on the back end. But if you would just get rid of this guy, if it wasn't for the salary cap, we'll make it work under the salary cap. Let's just get rid of it. That I think that's the easy answer if you're the Denver Broncos. It is, but but once you're talking about, you know, what the salary cap implications would be, I mean, it's not even as as easy as it was for the Rams with Jared Goff, right? Because that that was some serious salary cap implications too when they traded him and they acquired Matthew Stafford. I mean, that took up a big chunk of the cap. We're talking about potentially isn't double that for getting rid of Russell Wilson, if not a little bit more. So 
I think that's where you're saying, man, even though you probably would get rid of him, but for the salary cap, you, you got to think about how are we going to field a team and how are we going to try to be competitive and how are we going to try to make it to the postseason because we already don't have the draft capital that we spent to go get him. So are we going to compound that issue by saying, yeah, let's just get rid of him and have all the salary cap implications? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that he's a solution anyway in Russell Wilson, but at the same time, it's almost like you got to try. This is one situation where I feel like you have to try at least for next year. And then if it doesn't work next year, then I would say rip the bandaid off. But I, I think you got to try next year based on everything that you've done to this point. I agree with you, especially because there is a chance that it was Hackett and not Wilson. And right. the fact that Peyton is still there tells me that at least for now, they think they can fix Russell Wilson. If Peyton is fired at some point, that tells me they're, internal careful evaluation of the football operations has caused them to conclude that it's not fixable and maybe they would rip off the band-aid in one motion and deal with it i mean they've already missed the playoffs in seven straight years yeah the first super bowl champion to go seven straight years without getting back to the playoffs so maybe it's going to get a little darker before the dawn for the denver broncos and maybe they'll suffer through another year or two because you can get him off your books you can if you want you can take it all this year or you can split it between two years. You could cut him with a post-June 1 designation or trade him after June 1. That's the way to split the cap hit over the next two years. And what I'll do is a full evaluation of the contract at PFT and what it would cost, all the numbers. I didn't do it today because I didn't think we'd be in the spot where it's even a consideration the day after Christmas. But that's where we are. And that's probably where we should leave it. I should let you. You're visiting your mother. I should let you get back to that. And you can... I, I'm impressed you brought the microphone. That <laughs> is next level. Packed up the microphone and brought it from L.A. to Cleveland. Well done. Hey, you never know, just in case. And I have Peter King's podcast tomorrow, so we got to make sure that our audio sounds good. I don't like bad audio, Mike. I just can't do it. Well, uh, we appreciate it. Great job, as always. And thanks to all of you for checking us out today. We were supposed to be off, but hey, somebody gets fired Good for us, I guess. Bad for them, good for us. It gives us something to talk about. And we'll be talking about this Broncos vacancy and wherever it goes and following it every step of the way at PFT, PFT Live, and as needed, PFTPM. Thanks for some of your time. We'll see you real soon. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.